All right, so today, uh, Sunday, the 25th of September, for those of you that missed church today and was not able to attend in person, I'm going to just go ahead and go over an overview of what we uh, studied today, just so that you guys could stay um, connected and abreast to what we're learning and teaching in the church. Um, we have a lot of moving parts uh, during church service, uh, especially uh, with my son and uh, having one of the brothers uh, working to uh, help oversee him while we're having service and everything else that takes place. It has just become uh, really uh, feasible for us just to uh, conduct service, worship, and go through the flow of how the Holy Spirit moves. Sometimes we start uh, in Sunday uh, next door in the cafe, uh, and sometimes it just bleeds over into our service time. And so having to stop and take up the time to start and stop recording and so forth, it reduces the editing time uh, because then we can start, minister, and and then post. So with that being said, we don't want you guys to uh, miss out. So if you're going to be following along and uh, missing uh, in person, uh, we don't want to punish you. Uh, I know there's a lot of different uh, 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 reasons and challenges that maybe you cannot be here physically. Uh, sometimes church, and I'll just be honest with you, I understand this, the church is not uh, the high priority a lot of times there's other issues, other family matters, and other things that take a priority in your life, which prevents you from being here physically. So I respect that. I understand that. And so uh, not to be that shepherd who punishes the flock, but rather uh, admonishes the flock and want you not to miss out, amen, not, not wanting you uh, to fall behind in what we're studying, what God is speaking to us as a church. So that being said, we're going to just uh, continue, amen. Uh, we've been talking about uh, the struggles, the pressures, uh, the what does it mean to be pressed but not crushed, and the understanding of what Paul uh, was teaching, amen, uh, to the church, uh, the church of Corinth at that particular moment uh, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, uh, or actually chapter 4, verses 8 through uh, uh, 7 through 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 7 through 10. And teaching about that principle. Uh, we've gone on from that. Amen. Just to keep you abreast. Until last Sunday, we talked about uh, a study. Amen. That shows the decline of a declaration uh, of affiliation of Christianity. And, and many in 2037 will uh, will see a decline from eventually. Back in the past, uh, 10, 15 years ago, we were at 95% of Christianity. Uh, was the uh, was the, probably 95% of the population was Christian. Uh, that in 2020 uh, had decreased down to about 65%. Uh, now only 65% of the population of, of America is uh, Christian or deemed or affiliated Christian. And there is a projection that in 2037, that will reduce down to being only 35% uh, of the population of the world or the nation of America will be considered Christian. And the other percentages is not had not been broken into uh, subgroups, but they're either Christian. Uh, in 2037, will only be 35% of the population. And there will be a rampant um, classification of others, 
which would be deemed, and this is what they're starting to declare, religiously unaffiliated, religiously unaffiliated. And so we've been looking at that last Sunday. We went through that in depth. And then Wednesday, uh, we looked at different avenues about some of the uh, what are some of the reasons there's a fallout. And we looked at the pandemic. We looked at uh, the change or the shift in society where church services became more conveniently available online. And so a lot of times, a lot of people, uh, whether they're working, they can watch it, whether they're traveling or driving, they can listen to it and so forth and so on. And so I believe that that's going to become, uh, uh, as it has already, but even more uh, uh, of the notion or the way to go to church uh, so that, you know, saving gas, saving time, uh, accessibility and uh, availability and so forth and so on. With that being said, uh, we started to look at, and today we're going to look at this one subject. What is probably going to be one of the major uh, uh, conflicts or one of the major uh, uh, avenues in which we will begin to see a decline in the boldness of being able to declare Christianity? And one of those things I believe we find in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Verse one, we read this this morning, and and this is what the Lord led us through in our church service. Second uh, Corinthians chapter five, verse one, it says this in the New Living Translation. It says, for we know that when this earthly tent we live in is taken down, that is when we die and leave this earthly body. We will have a house in heaven, an eternal body made for us by God himself and not by human hands. And I love that 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 focus. Amen. A new living translation. When this tent is taken down, when we think about a tent, we think about temporary housing, right? Camping, uh, leisure. Amen. We're not here permanently. This is this is not our realm. Amen. For the rest of our life, this is not our permanently uh, permanent resting place. We are only passing through this earthly time. Amen. So that we may be redeemed back into. Uh, 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 fellowship with God, and that is through the blood of Jesus. That is through the salvation of Jesus Christ. And so, with that, Amen. We know that to be reconciled to God is to be saved through Jesus Christ, and to be saved through Jesus Christ, it is to uh, confess Jesus as our Lord and Savior, as our King and Deliverer, as our King and our Redeemer our savior. Amen. And so I want you to look at that. Amen. Because it's, there's more to, and this is what we talked about this morning. There's more to salvation than just confession. There's more to salvation than just a, a belief. Amen. You got to understand this. When, when we come to understanding what takes place through salvation, and when we understand transformed lives, amen, where Paul the apostle would teach the church of Corinth, Amen. That when we get saved and when we get baptized, we are now transformed from an old state being of a man and now into a new state of being of a man. And so Nicodemus, amen, made it so various, uh, very clear in his own depiction of this same confusion. He went to Jesus and he said, what must I do to enter the kingdom of heaven? 
What that means is how do I become reconciled to God, our creator, my creator? And Jesus says, you must be born again. One shall not enter the kingdom of glory or the kingdom of God or kingdom of my father, as Jesus says to Nicodemus, unless one is born again. Now, Nicodemus goes and he looks at it and he says, wait a minute. Are you, are you telling me that I am to be reborn? And Jesus says, yes. And so what that means into uh, uh, Nicodemus's life is totally different in what Jesus is depicting as a reborn life. So Nicodemus asks this common question. It would be a common response. He says, how can a man of my age, my statute, my weight, my development, re-enter my mother's womb and be born again? How, how is that even feasible? How is that even possible? And Jesus, amen, gives us the greatest understanding that we must learn when it comes to dealing with our salvation in Jesus Christ. He tells Nicodemus, not literally of the flesh to be, be born again, but one to be born again in the spirit of God. So it's a spiritual thing, not a carnal thing. It's a spiritual thing. And so when we look at that, amen, we must understand this, amen, that, that when you think about salvation, it is literally having Jesus, amen, like literally through the spirit of God into our life and begin to dwell within our soul and within our being. It's more than just a figure of speech or a figure of declaration. It is actually a spiritual uh, uh, interaction that's eternal within our soul and within our spirit. It's more than that. It's more than just a confession or a thought or a gesture or even a system of belief. It is an it's an intertwining in the spiritual realm, not carnally, because how can one physically enter another? It, but we're talking spiritually, and so it's the inner intertwining or intertwining. Of, of, of spirit and spirit, soul and soul, of God's spirit and man's spirit. God's soul, amen, of his son and his Holy Spirit into man's soul, where all the, 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 the unctions of God through his spirit begin to develop in our lives. And we begin to talk about, you got to remember this, we begin to talk about and continue to talk about, about the outcomes of our action. In other words, amen, we talked about, amen, uh, 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 like a criminal, amen, a criminal is going out there. We talked about temptation in the last few weeks uh, in our last series of, of whether it's a relationship or religion in our relationship with God. Uh, Christianity, is it religion or is it relationship? And when you think about that, amen, we talked about temptation. Temptation is not a sin. Temptation is not a sin. The response to temptation or the interaction with temptation will eventually equal or lead to full indulged sin. In other words, you're tempted. Like if you are a gambler and you're, you're struggling with gambling and then you go to your friend's house or your family's house and then they're taking bets, that's temptation. Temptation is uh, there's an offering of something that you struggle with. Oh my gosh, I didn't know they're going to be betting here. If I'd have known that, I would have stayed home. So now temptation is right before you. Now, if that happens where they pass the, the, the hat and says, hey, all right, we're putting in for a pool, right? $5 pool or $10 pool or $100 pool. And the 
the basket passes you or the hat passes you, you're going to be tempted to put in into that pool. But that's temptation. You can turn around and say, no, I'm not doing that and pass the hat or say, no, thank you. Pass it to somebody else. That's temptation. It's not a sin. Did you sin because you saw it? Did you sin because you thought about it? Did you sin because you 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 handled the hat but didn't put it? No. What is temptation that leads to sin is that you take the hat and then you partake of that temptation. You interact with that temptation. You put the $5, you put the $100, you put whatever the minimum is into that pool and into that hat. And now you've then took in temptation and you've applied that temptation and now you're fully engulfed in the sin action of that temptation. So we talked about, amen, and we got to understand this, amen, what God's speaking to us as a church is really dealing with our inner character and that our behavior outwardly will equal the end result of what we're trying to accomplish. And, and here's the thing. If we're looking, as Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, amen, when the tent is put away, in other words, that is when we die and leave this earthly body, we will have a house in heaven. We have a final destination. And then Paul, uh, Paul goes on to say, an external body made for uh, an eternal body made for us by God himself and not by the hands of human, not by the hands of man. And so when we think about that, amen, we have an end, a, a final outcome, an end result, and that's eternity. That's God's ultimate plan through salvation. When you allow salvation, not carnally that Jesus enters you person in person, no, but spiritually you allow him, amen, to guide and lead and convict, amen, and, 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 and produce the unction of his desires in our lives, amen, there is a deeper interaction than just a superficial, amen, a subsurface, not a depth, deep, amen, presence, but a subsurface, just a, below, just a little bit below the surface, amen, uh, 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 that minimal type of relationship with God, amen, we're talking about going deeper. And when we think about that, amen, we allow that spirit to give us unction and it begins to move our character. It means to, it begins to convict our, our personality, amen, and our behaviors. And then we want to please God, amen. We don't see it, amen, but we believe it and we desire it. Just like the, the definition of faith, amen. It's the substance of the things hoped for. It's the evidence of the things not seen. We have an end result and we must, premeditate on that end result we use the illustration of a criminal who goes out and you got to understand this amen he's a, that criminal is already uh, anticipating what is the outcome of his actions or her actions and the reality is amen they know that if i go do the crime i'm gonna have to do the time if i'm caught so they begin to premeditate amen on their actions and on their plan and on their behavior. In other words, they want to commit the crime and they do not want to get caught. They don't want to get busted. They do not want to have the consequences of the result or the outcome of their criminal acts. So they plan and they function and they, 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 they move in a direction to prevent the outcome because that's not what they want. And so their behavior is leading to their desired outcome. They don't want to go to jail. They don't want to do crime. So they're going to operate and function to try to keep them from getting caught. It's similar to you and I as Christians. 
if Paul the Apostle says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1, that when our tent is put away and, and, and taken down, that is when we die and we leave this earthly body, there is a earth eternal body in heaven. There's a house in heaven, an eternal body that has been created by God himself and not by the hands of man. And so it, it, you and I as believers and Christians, we must be premeditating of the outcome that we desire. In other words, unlike a criminal, he does not want the outcome. We as Christians should want the outcome. In other words, amen, I want, if, 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 in other words, like, I want to go to heaven. I want to get busted. <laughs> I want to be arrested, amen, spiritually. I want to be uh, captivated and imprisoned, amen, for lack of better words, amen, in my eternal, in my eternal body, in my eternal resting place, in my heavenly house, okay? So in other words, my behavior must get me to that outcome. So when we as Christians, amen, if we're ever going to survive this decline in Christianity, amen, in the populace of America, amen, we must be able to be bold. We must be able, amen, to stand firm and not be afraid, amen, to declare, amen, our Christianity and our faith in God. Because, see, if we want to make it to heaven, we must premeditate an action and a behavior, a plan of action and a outcome. So we end up receiving that outcome. And that means, amen, that we must have a habitual a lifestyle, amen, of prayer. We must have a habitual lifestyle of worship and studying God's word and in fellowship, amen. We also must, amen, have a foundation that will sustain us against all the times. Paul the Apostle during this time is dealing, amen, with this pressure that's going on around them. He's talking to the Corinthian church, not only in this first epistle, but now his second epistle. And what was their problem? Their problem was they were very wealthy. They were very established. They were a, 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 a coastal commerce town. In other words, they had all it was like, like the port of Long Beach, uh, the port of Florida, the port of, the port of uh, LA and San Pedro. Uh, it was a, a sea-bearing uh, port uh, of entry. There was a lot of commerce that came through uh, the Church of Corinth and that region of Corinthian. Amen. And so when you understand this, amen, uh, they were very successful in their own abilities. And so P Paul, the apostle, was always having to rewrite to them and to get them into that place of understanding. Amen. God. Amen. It's more important that God is accomplishing uh, the success in our lives. Not that we are succeeding in our own, but that God is getting the glory, that we surrender to him and that we do not forget, amen, that uh, uh, it's not about what we have. It's not about what we can say and what we can do. When he comes to the love chapter in chapter 13, amen, he says, amen, that all these things are like noise and clanging cymbals and brass, amen, without love. And so we have to understand this, amen. We must love God more than what we're able to uh, accomplish, amen. In other words, loving him because of what we feel we can contribute to him. Listen, there's nothing that we've ever done and what we'll ever do that will equal <coughs> to the love and the blessing of the mercy and grace that we receive from Jesus Christ. So as Christians, we must, and like that of a criminal, a criminal will do his deeds, his criminal acts, in a way not to get caught. 
we as Christians should premeditate and do our deeds and our spiritual acts and deeds so that we are captivated in his presence for eternity. Come on, somebody. And so we, we need to look at this and make sure that we're not circumventing our efforts where we're working more for what is here on this earth than what is there in the earthly realm. Can I get an amen? And so with that amen, we come to this conclusion that in the end days, when we get so captivated about the social norms or the, uh, of the, of the plan of society or the worldly aspect to our existence here on this earth, amen, there are going to be a time where we're going to give into that serving of that master, that master of the world or the master of humanity, amen. And you got to understand your earthly body, your earthly or heavenly house is not created by human hands. It's not created by the systems of man. It is created by God himself. And so uh, we, we came to this conclusion in these portions of scripture of 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 7 through 10, and 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 1. We, and we threw out all the other scriptures that we've learned through Romans chapter 1, 16, Romans chapter 8, 17, and so forth and so on. I want you to just, just catch this understanding. One of the things, if we're not premeditating our outcome and our, our actions and our behaviors and our, per, our personality, amen, meet up to that desired outcome, there's going to be a falling out because of the pressures of the world upon our lives. We talked about, amen, the, the mark of the beast. And, the, and for those of us, amen, that missed that rapture, amen, and we're now in the years of tribulation, and it's that last and final opportunity Amen. That we will have eternal life. That, that will make it through that year, those years of tribulation, those seven years of tribulation. I want you to understand this. We will have to even be bolder to not surrender. Amen. The mark of the beast. We're going to have one of two choices. One, receive the mark, or two, amen, be beheaded because of our confession in Christ Jesus. Now I want you to understand this. If we can't do that today when it's as easy as it is, what makes you think we're going to be able to do it then, amen, when it's even difficult, harder, and even life-threatening? Because I believe, amen, as we see through these scriptures, Paul caught onto something. See, Paul never sugarcoated Christi the Christian experience. He never made it seem like it was going to be easy. He never presented, amen, a... A, a simplified gospel, amen, where, where, amen, everything is glorious, you see, and everything is blessed, and, and everything is without friction, without conflict. No. On the other hand, contrary, amen, he began to give us the raw deal of Christianity, and that's why he says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, amen, I am pressed but not crushed. We understand this because uh, he never sugarcoated the experience of Christianity, and neither should we. I believe in the end it's going to be the pressures of the life threatening, the threatening of life upon us that we may fold because we're not able to stand boldly for the confession of our faith. And that will only be the result that we didn't premeditate, that we didn't uh, 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 plan accordingly for a desired outcome. Amen. In other words, amen, we must. Uh, amen. Pray, have a habitual life of prayer, an habitual life. And what I mean by habitual, amen, is a habit upon habit upon. It is a habit, amen, that you pray. It is a habit 
amen, that you uh, study the word of God. It's a habit that you bow down and worship before the Lord. And that while you're driving and you're doing all this, that you're worshiping and praising God through the storm, through the good times, through the weak times, through the strong times, and so forth and so on. Amen. I want you to understand this. Amen. Because when we come to these places, amen, there's going to be dark moments. And I shared that many times. There are very dark moments in my life. Amen. And Paul the Apostle, amen, gave us, amen, the antidote to dark moments. Man, he's been in prison, amen. He was uh, suffered accusations, amen, that weren't against him, uh, that were against his life, but were not factual and were not true. Come on, somebody. How many of you, amen, have been slandered, amen, or, 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 or bared false witness against you, amen, of things that were not even true? Man, my God, amen, there is never a time. From those closest to me and those farthest from me, amen, that have made false claims, claims of gossip, claims of accusation that are just bonafide, flattened and plain out lies. And those closest to you will be the worst. And I, I remember this, amen, uh, back in the 90s, amen, uh, before the world conferences right here in Praise Chapel, before the world conferences uh, stopped uh, being uh, annually, amen. Uh, there was a message, amen, that Pastor Larry Neville spoke, and it was about, amen, everybody needs a Judas, amen. And I tell you this, amen, that is so true, because in the betrayal of, of, of those around you, amen, only allows you to partake in the betrayal that Jesus, amen, encountered, amen. And I want you to understand that in those betrayals, amen, man, it is there that God will strengthen you god will vindicate you and in the end you are the one who prevails in that betrayal come on somebody can i get any witness why because jesus prevailed in the betrayal of judas iscariot judas betrayed him and jesus prevailed and he saved you and i on the cross of calvary what a great place to say amen and hallelujah. See, if we're able to speak honestly about what it means to be sold out as a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ, like Paul, we won't cover up the gritty and the sometimes harsh realities of Christianity. Yes, the gritty and harsh realities of Christianity. Amen. You got to understand this. Paul the apostle, amen, he suffered loss, amen, even to the point where he prayed to the Lord three times, Lord, take this flesh from my, my side, this thorn in my flesh. And Jesus said, hey, man, you know what? My grace is sufficient. In other words, the fact that you're saved is good enough for you. You're going to deal with that thorn in your, in your flesh, lest Satan, lest Satan buffet you, lest Say, Satan, uh, uh, water you down and begin to uh, diminish your commitment and begin to dilute your faith and sooner or later suck you out of the kingdom of God, your purpose and your destiny. Are you getting that tonight? And so when we see that Paul, amen, said, amen, we won't cover up the gritty. We won't cover up the sometimes harsh realities of our faith. Amen. At times we will find hard, uh, find to be uh, hard pressed. Amen. On every side by the troubles of our faith. But we will not be completely crushed. Amen. We uh, also can admit when our circumstances are perplexing. That's why when I say I'm having a dark moment, amen, it's a confused moment, not a, a, a spirit of confusion. 
but a confused moment, a perplexed moment, mean a overwhelming, amen, a confusing, a, 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 amen. I'm telling you that moment, amen, you're just going, what is going on, God? Not that I'm confused. I don't know what I'm doing. No, that I'm like, okay, God, what is happening? Come on, somebody. And in that moment, we can be honest and admit when those circumstances have gotten the best of us, amen. But then we will never reach the point of hopelessness nor despair in those moments, amen, that we are perplexed or those circumstances that are perplexing. Come on, somebody. We may also sometimes feel like we're hunted down. We're hunted down. But God will never, ever, even in the hunt, abandon us. He will always protect us and allow us to prevail in the assaults against our life. Hallelujah. Even if we get knocked down with God's power in us, we will never be destroyed. And the priceless treasures hidden deep within us assures us that even when this earthly tent that we're living in right now is taken down. In other words, when we pass away, when we die and leave this earthly body, amen, we will have a house in heaven, an, a, an eternal body that is made for us by God himself, not by the systems and not by literal man's hands or man's ways. Can I get an amen? So in that, we must be careful that we're not functioning every day in man's way, that we're not functioning, amen, in a manner of human hands or human ways. Come on, somebody. Yes, we are naturally going to be human. But Nicodemus said it. Must I go back and re-enter my mother's womb and be born again? And Jesus said, no. No one shall enter the kingdom of glory unless they're reborn or born again of the spirit of God. And so when you think about that, amen, we must understand that we are to be uh, uh, molded, developed, amen, uh, secured and anchored, amen, in the spirit of God, by the spirit of God. And our success, amen, does not come by our own accomplishment, but by the leading and the unction of the Holy Spirit leading us in the direction that we're going to be successful. Come on, somebody. So in that, amen. I pray that you're blessed, amen, in the, the recap of this morning's message. And I pray, amen. See, there's other things that we get to get in during regular service. And so I want you to understand, I will always do a recap at the minimum so that you didn't miss out on the foundation of what was ministered. Yes, there's laughter. Yes, there's different points that we do, amen, experience in the in-person arena, amen. And so we want to be led by the Spirit of God. I don't want to have to stop and pause, amen, when the Spirit of God is moving and so forth and so on. And whatever God does in our church service, we want it to be non-hindered by the flow of the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody. And so by not having to record that live service, amen, we are able to move in the Spirit. If the Lord tells us to start worshiping, we worship, and we're not going to get no uh, 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 infringements or copyright infringements, amen, because of YouTube and the copyrights of songs. Man, we'll do what the Spirit leads us. We'll have a Holy Ghost time, deliverance, breakthrough, anointing, powerful movements of God. But I will, at minimum, because we won't get hindered by recording those things, I, at a minimum, will, will recap it for you 
so you can be on the same page. So we all, whether you're here in person or whether you're absent and, and watching it uh, uh, from home or from work or from the road, amen, via, via online or, or YouTube at a, a later recorded time, you and I and the church are still in unity. Can you say amen? So with that, amen, I pray that you're blessed by this. I will also add this, amen, to our Spotify. And that's the reason why also, because we have a, a, a an audience that prefers to listen to it, amen, and go back and listen to it or watch it on YouTube and then go back and listen to it. And so we're, because we're just a recap and it's not, you know, the length of the regular service, we can add it to you. Our, our Spotify activating podcast, amen. And so you, this will be podcast number 49, amen. God bless you and hope to see you next week on service, a Wednesday on service, a Friday, amen, Bible study, Saturday morning prayer or Sunday morning fellowship as the ecclesia of God. God bless you guys. We love you.